Nathan Cleary, Latrell Mitchell, Cameron Murray, David Fafita, Jai Arrow, a host of big names out this week. But one very big name back in, Tommy Hudson back on the Supercoach 365 <laughs> podcast. Mate, where have you been? Oh, good day, Ryan. That's what an introduction that is. Um, it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? I think it's been three or four weeks. Uh, I had soccer for a few weeks. And then last week you were... You were, uh, what's the word, stepping up in the world a little bit onto yeah. SC Playbook with Timmy Williams. That was impressive. So, yeah, we haven't combined for a couple of weeks, but happy to be back. One small step for me and one giant leap for the Supercoach 365 podcast last week, teaming up with Timmy. No, it was good uh, good fun, but even better to be back here tonight with you. Uh, speaking of big guns out, though, obviously the big news last Sunday night, Nathan Cleary will kick it off there. He's going to dominate much of the chat tonight. Uh, six weeks we won't be seeing Nathan Cleary play for either the Panthers or the Blues. It's a massive blow to both of those teams. Yeah, brutal and brutal from a Supercoach point of view. The other night, I mean, I think I read 47% captained in round wow. 14. Yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, half the game pretty much hinging on him going big. And he started off well, try assist. I think he was on 31. And then it was pretty obvious when he did the hammy that it was serious. And yeah, worst, for, worst fears we realised on Monday morning, six weeks out, we need to make some trades. Yes, so stick around for that. We'll chat our trades at the back end of the podcast tonight. And you mentioned 47% captain last week. I wasn't one of them until two minutes before kickoff. I was well and truly sold on looping Cody Walker last week. And, geez, I wish I did. But hindsight is twenty twenty. So... Uh, we can't get them right all of the time. I've been pretty lucky this season to this point to be getting those 50-50 calls pretty right. Uh, what about some of those other names, can, though? Latrell Mitchell. Sorry, sorry you go can't on. bash yourself up for the... You can't beat yourself up for the Cleary decision. I mean, yeah. you're not to know he's getting injured. It's the best team at home to the worst team. If ever someone was going to go big, it was probably him on Sunday night. It was just, just one of those things. It was ominous, though, wasn't it, as well? Um, had that try assist early, like you said there, 31 points inside 15 minutes. It, it, it could have been anything. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, another one that probably we're not holding to this point. I know some were hoping to hold him through the origin period, but again, South, they've copped the, the raw end of the deal last week with three of their origin players either injured and, and probably not going to figure this week or in the weeks to come. Yeah, Latrell's been tricky this year. Um, I started with him. I ran out of patience, then he went really well, brought him back in and then injured. So it has been tough uh, trying to catch him. He's obviously one of the best fullbacks on Supercoach on his day, but he's yeah. injury prone. And speaking of fullbacks, there's one that's come back this week. I guess he hasn't been at his best this year, no doubt. But whenever he plays, especially at home, he's a big factor, and that's Tom Trebojevic. Yeah, of course. And you mentioned they're back at home this week, uh, the manly side. Um we will get into that, all of the games a little bit later, but just on Turbo, if you're not holding him now, and we're going to talk all of our trades in some serious depth later, but if you're not holding him, on the surface, is he someone that you, you are going to bring in this week knowing that he's coming off a, a concussion, which how he's playing this week, I don't know. Um, he has Origin 2 and potentially Origin 3 looming, but then again he has that 160 in his rolling average. So if you don't get him this week, we're probably not getting Turbo back, maybe, for the rest of the year. I don't know. It's a big question. I didn't even really think about it until, like you said there, the rolling average is a big factor for getting him back in future weeks. We'll stay tuned for the trading places, I guess. But I think, I think with Origin still around the corner for him and his injury 
injury prone nature as well i might be avoiding yeah okay uh plenty of talking points to get through before we do chat our trades and of course coming up tonight uh we're going to go through the eight games this week or is it seven games this week how many buys have we got this week tommy only the one buy, so eight games. It's back to a full round for once, but then we're back to the five games next week. Okay, and we're going to answer a couple of questions as well back into the podcast. Before then, though, if you haven't already, and a big thank you to those that have uh, followed the podcast or subscribed on YouTube, uh, we wouldn't be here without you. And a big thank you to topsport.com.au as well uh, for their support again throughout the season. It uh, helps to no end. Uh, if you haven't already become a customer at top sport there's still time to do so and use the code scoach365 when signing up uh, that'll make sure that they know where you're coming from uh, that's a nice little segue into uh, this weekend's action of course the thursday night game kicking us off the top sport titans back at home on the gold coast taking on one of the uh, i was going to say one of the more informed teams of the competition the west tigers but they had their colors lowered last week by the raiders tommy and you were only too happy to uh, see that happen yeah, a bit of a controversial finish, but uh, I'll take the win, no doubt. Gold Coast becoming almost an important factor in Supercoach because it depend- it's important to see who they're going to play each week because their games are so high scoring. Mm. It usually means that Supercoach scores are also very high. We saw that with South last week, scoring nearly 50 points. Cody Walker had an absolute field day. So if you're owning the likes of Jareen Buller, you're probably licking your lips for this fixture on Thursday. Has the Buller bus left the resort? I think we said last week on the uh, on the Supercoach uh, Playbook podcast that he was like uh, the the boat at Dreamworld that just kept going around in circles because you may have missed the boat the first time, but there was a second chance to get on board. Now, I've missed that boat or that bus twice. Uh, I didn't go that way last week. He scored 111, I think it was, final scores. It was a tough watch uh, at Campbelltown last week seeing Buller do what he did and knowing that plenty are owning him, and you and I aren't any of those. Yeah, no, I was in the same boat. For most of the game, it was manageable, his score, but that last 10 minutes, I think he got a try, and he was involved in a few other things. So it did sort of snowball out of control. Yeah, I guess whether it's too late or not now, I just, I'm just i thinking of the round 17 buy for the Tigers. I mean, you still could get two good weeks out of him. I think mm-hmm. they've got the Gold Coast this week, and then... Maybe the Shark or someone around 16. Uh, Storm, sorry, but Storm without all their, their origin stars. Mm-hmm. So there's two good fixtures you can still get in before that buy. Just on the Titans, uh, David Fafita, we've mentioned that he will be out uh, rested due to some delayed concussion symptoms. We think that's from origin. He only played a handful of minutes last week, so maybe they were mindful of that heading into that game against the Rabbitohs last week, not to overplay him, uh, but he will miss this week in full. AJ Brimson is back, which is a big inclusion, I think, in terms of their uh, chances, their hopes of making the finals. Uh, and for the Tigers, it looks like Api Corusio is named to start. So uh, before we talk Tigers, and if there's anything there to talk, uh, what are we doing with Fafida? If we're holding him, are we selling him this week? And potentially even... Could you look to buy Tino Fa'asu Maliawi? He's been in fine form. It's, I think it's tough to buy people you know are going to be in origin for the next mm-hmm. month, um, unless they're absolute guns. And is Tino, maybe he is to that level. He's going really well, no doubt. Uh, as for Fafida, I think he's probably a sell now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not playing this week. Then he has origin. And it, so... I think in the next five weeks, he only plays twice maximum, and that's if he does back up from game two. So 
yeah, look, I think with other options out there, I think you're probably moving on. Tino's five round average, I think it's upwards of 70. So that is getting into gun territory. He scored 100 last week, and he has scored a couple of hundreds already this year. Uh, if you are having a punt on this game with topsport.com.au, of course do it responsibly and only bet what you can afford to lose because the chances are that you're about to lose. Uh, the Titans at home, $1.82. They're favorites here. $1.98, the West Tigers head-to-head the line. A measly one and a half, $1.90 each or two there, and the Tigers getting the start. So, Tommy, let's just hope that this game is better than the corresponding fixture we saw last year. I think that was dubbed the worst game in NRL history, I think. Yeah, I remember that as well. And uh, Yeah, everyone was in unison in saying how bad that was. It was on a Thursday night as well, so hopefully it's better. Probably season points here, that, that line of 46.5 over under. I'd probably rather be on the overs, to be honest. Okay, we look forward to that. Second game of the week, 6 p.m. Uh, Friday. This one down at uh, GIO Stadium, Canberra. The Canberra Raiders hosting the New Zealand Warriors. Canberra, $1.52 favorites, topsport.com.au. New Zealand Warriors, $2.55 outsiders. And all eyes on this game will be around Jared Croker, who will play game 300. Uh, he is back after that controversial resting last week. Uh, but, I mean, all's well that ends well for the Raiders, and it ended well, albeit in dubious circumstances, you could say. They didn't need Croker in the end, and didn't Ricky come out swinging up at the end of full time? Yeah, I felt for uh, Joey Tarpanay, who was also at the press conference, he was just sitting there, very awkward, while Ricky just unleashed on everybody, as he as he, only he can do. But, yeah, as you said, they won the game, and now he's back, and he gets to celebrate game 300 at Canberra Stadium, and I think that does make the Raiders here, their players, they'll go to another level. Players like Joey Tarpanay, Horsburgh, people who we have looked at in super coach lens this year, I think mm. we're looking at some decent scores on Friday night, personally. Tarpanay's been really good at lock the last couple of weeks. Do you, not even thinking super coach, but just as, as a Raiders fan who wants to see them do well, do you think he's better at 13 than 10, or is it much of a muchness and it's just his minutes dependent and uh, the Raiders will benefit whether or not he plays proper or in the lock forward position? Yeah, I don't think it matters. Like He's he's played lock a lot during his career, but uh, last year when he was had that real dominant patch, <clears throat> when we all sort of discovered him on Supercoach, <clears throat> he was playing front row. So he's very capable of doing both. Uh, the Warriors, though, I think they're probably a bit underrated in this market at $2.55 with Top Sport. I know it's all about Croker and the Raiders, but the Warriors are proving very plucky. And how about the form of Sean Johnson? Well, that's one of our talking points. And a testament to how well he's been playing. And a couple of tries last week uh, really wound back the clock in, in his sense. But we're going to mention him in the same breath of Nathan Cleary here. Like, he is suddenly one of a couple of viable options of going Cleary down to an SJ or a Moses or a Burton maybe even. But the fact that we're mentioning him in that conversation just shows you how much he's bounced back to where we know he can get to and where we know that he's been. Yeah, I, I didn't have much faith earlier in the year. He, he started off the season really well, and I think we discussed him a few times on this podcast. And every time he asked me, I was a bit off the idea of getting him in. Yeah. But he's proven me wrong, and he, he continues to do so. Um, 127 last week, an average of 71. Yeah, he's in the top sort of in the top of the conversation for halfbacks at the moment, which is just unreal. I think the reason why you were off him was not so much because of uh, like you knew what he's capable of. He, what he did last week is what you knew that he could do. It was probably the week before that that you were worried about, and that's the week I mentioned him. 
uh, round mm. thirteen, I think it was. What was the score? It was it was pretty poor from memory. Yeah, he got a thirty nine, and he's got a couple of other scores this year which were in the thirties. So he does have a kind of a low floor, as you'd say, but he also has a very high ceiling this year, which he probably hasn't had in previous seasons. So that's giving him that good average. Um, they do have a buy next week, the Warriors. So maybe you could hold off um, two weeks. They do play with around nineteen buy, so he could be a little. Little purchase around that period, maybe. Yes. Speaking of high ceilings, you say there. What about Dallin Watini Zalesniak? I think he scored back-to-back doubles the last two weeks. Um, you mentioned, I guess, the impacts of the buy that they have, maybe making him not so much a viable option this week, or at least the next month. But again, it's it's hard to knock players playing well. Break even of minus fourteen. Uh, 4% owned, so real pod territory here. And the last couple of weeks, I think he scored upwards of 120 and then backed it up with close to a 90 last week. So at his best, he he's you know someone that we should be talking about. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? Um, probably even more surprising than Sean Johnson. He's not someone I've really ever looked at on Supercoach GWZ overly, but three scores over 85 this year. Um, he plays six of the next seven weeks, as you say there, as a 4% owned at the moment he would be a decent pod other than next week he's playing every week decent run for the Warriors as well and they're putting up a fight every week so definitely a good shout I reckon okay we will look on to that one there no uh, guesses as to who you're tipping but again that's Google going off in my home doesn't know about Dallin Watini's Lesniak. I don't know how that's happened anyway. We'll push on. Um, I wonder who was searching something here. Anyway, we'll, we'll play on. What was I even saying? Uh, Raiders, how much are they winning by this week? I think it'll be closer than the market indicates. Well, four and a half starts, so they are saying it'll be close. Raiders never went big, as evident the other day. So I think it'll be very close. Okay, we push on here. Uh, Primetime footy. Friday night footy, finger licking good this one. Uh, Manly Seagulls back at home. I know you hate that ad. Why do you hate that ad so much? I don't hate it. Well, I don't hate it. I love. I don't know. There's a few ads at the moment on uh, Fox League which grind my gears a little bit. Thank you, actress who's playing my nan. All right. Um, <laughs> where, where are we going here? Manly Seagulls back at home against the Dolphins, uh, the team which the Warriors and Dallin beat up on last week. Manly, $1.38 uh, favourites back at home. They're a different team at Brookvale, aren't they? And that line there of 8.5, if they get anywhere near their best, they probably swallow that up against the Dolphins, who are they're getting threadbare, aren't they? These injury suspensions, they're starting to stack up. Yeah, do you think... I, I mean, for the start of the season when the Dolphins were so good, people like me, the haters, you would almost say... We're just expecting them to eventually fall away. Mm. Do you think it's starting to happen now? Or do you think last week the loss to the Warriors was mainly because they were without a few of their better players, some of who are back this week? Oh, I just think they, they just got the Warriors at a wrong time. I think Warriors, did they, I think they had a buy around 12, so they were pretty pretty well fresh, just the one game uh, after, and then, then the travel for the Dolphins. That was their first real uh, travel Um They've been to Sydney or Wollongong uh, one or two times, but that was their real first trip. So uh, it's all a part of a learning curve. They can only be better for that. They they get uh, the hammer back this week, which certainly helps their attack. They will be without Wallace and Milford, though, so two of the elder statesmen and con- confirmation today that Tom Gilbert's going to miss the rest of the season. So um, 
not good there. Jeremy Marshall King, of course, um, we can't not mention him. He was a late out last week as well, and he's so much of their attack from dummy half. So having him back this weekend will certainly help. Eight and a half starts, it's probably right on the on the cusp of where it should be, that line. Um, Garrick in the centres here, probably the talking point f- from Supercoach Angles. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at now. That's why I sort of asked about the Dolphins, because I feel like if they are crashing some of these manly attacking weapons this week, we could see some big scores from them. Obviously, yeah. Turbo, we have spoken about already, and I think he's a bit of a risk to bring in, given all the circumstances at the moment. But then again, you look at his scores and 165 last start against the Raiders. It's hard to argue with things like that. There's not a lot of players in this comp with the ceiling he has. Mm. Garrick, on the other hand, just going back through his last three seasons, he's only been named in the centres once. That was earlier this year, and he got 35. Yep. It's a very small sample size, obviously not the score you wanted compared to the wing. You'd have to think his ceiling is lower in the centres. Would you agree? Uh, probably, yeah. Um, the goal kicking certainly helps his, his floor, though, so that yep. won't change. Uh, you and I, we watched... This is a bit of a story here, but we watched it with great intent. The was it the 2018 New South Wales Cup Dragons? We watched them very, very closely um, with interest. He was a part of that team. Uh, he was a left center in those days. He was very good. He was always in the New South Wales Origin Pathways team. So not to say that he can't play his best footy in centers. It's just something that we're going to have to adapt to. Probably doesn't get the, the base work out of his end. And you'd have to think less likely of being on the end of that turbo cutout pass so um yeah we'll have to factor that in this week that's what i was sort of getting at like i do think obviously he's, he's capable in the centers he wouldn't be playing there if he wasn't but it does i think open up the door to maybe in a draft comp even a christian two or two if he's playing left wing he could mm-hmm. be on the end of some of those tries jason saab on the right wing if the dolphins are to fold i, I think some of these manly backs will have a big night Okay, last talking point here. We mentioned Jeremy Marshall King in passing before, but uh, we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time on him now. Um, Harry Grant hasn't been anywhere near his best in recent weeks. Um, Damian Cook scoring well, but uh, we think that he could likely be a part of this Blues Origin setup for Game 2. If it's not this week, is it next week that we trade one of those two or potentially both of them to uh, a Jeremy Marshall King and someone else um, in the weeks to come? Yeah, again, similar to our chat before about Warriors players, the uh, Dolphins might be there around 16. Mm. So I, I don't know if I want to burn a trade on him this week just for the one week and he's out again. Um, I feel like he was probably a good buy a few weeks ago, JMK. Obviously, it was a bit ruined by his his absence in the past two weeks. So it wouldn't have worked out. But I don't know if he's a great buy at the moment just because of the buy coming up. What do you yeah. think? No, I tend to agree. I think they've also got another buy, not too... Not too long after. Yeah, around 21 as well. Yeah, so two buyers in the space of six weeks. Um, so factor that in if you are looking at JMK. Uh, any, with anything else, I think, very quickly, Ray Stone. We mentioned Ray Stone. He started as a season cheapie uh, at the start of the year. Uh, 64, I think, he, he churned out last week. Is he the one to benefit with no Tom Gilbert there? And again, um, maybe aside to that, that chat around the buyers, is, is he someone we can look to to get back in purely for points rather than to make cash? Yeah, no Gilbert definitely helps his cause. I think also no JMK the past few weeks has helped his cause because um, he was sometimes filling in at hooker for a little bit during the yeah. game. But yeah, I do think I wouldn't go looking for him, but 
Mm-hmm. I've had him in my team the whole time. He didn't do anything at the start of the year, but he's finally starting to make a little bit of cash and put some scores on the board, which is good. You've been kicking that stone down the road, and now you'll leave no stone unturned uh, if you are to have him still. <laughs> Terrible. All right, uh, Saturday afternoon footy, uh, Dragons and the Rabbitohs here. Net Strata Jubilee, this is at Cogra. Dragons outsiders two dollars and eighty five. I thought they were pretty okay. I know they were versing Penrith last week without Cleary for much of that game, but they didn't go away. Uh, Dragons two dollars eighty five. Rabbitohs a dollar forty two favourites with Top Sport. Uh, all of the news here, again, um, purely looking at the Supercoach lens, is is, is Cody going to be an Origin two? Because if he's not, then are we flipping Dylan Brown to him? We haven't mentioned Dylan Brown yet. Um, that's a whole another conundrum in itself. It is. Um, I feel like you should already have Cody, probably. I'm mm-hmm. glad we, I think we both do. I'm glad we do. Um, he, is there better, has there ever been a better player at 33 in terms of just being able to win his team a game? Like, he's so good in attack. Yeah. Crazy to watch. I actually think he's been scoring under what I've been seeing with my eyes the last few weeks, um, especially against Canberra a few weeks ago. Four tries this, and he was 68. I don't know how they didn't find more points for him. But, uh, his name like, was Nico Hines, and maybe they would have found oh, some more. Don't start me on that. But, yeah, um, look, I think, again, another who won't be there next week with the bye. So even if he is, isn't is in origin, he's still not going to play that week. Mm. I still feel like you almost need him for this game against the Dragons. It, it, it could be another 100, you'd think. Yeah, we love Souths uh, in daytime footy. bit of rain around Sydney this week, so we'll check on that now. But you, you asked the question there, have we ever seen a better 33-year-old? Maybe not at number six. Maybe at seven, like where they can be a little bit more slower and crafty and get a team around like Adam Reynolds, what is he, 34? Like he, he can win a game off his boot. But for Cody, the way that he plays, it's dynamic, it's fast, it's flat. Uh, it's We saw the way he hit onto that ball from Damian Cook last week at the line to crash over for a try. What other 33-year-old in the comp can do that? I think that's the question you're asking. Yeah, and I think well, I thought once Latrell went down, that he and South might struggle. That left edge with AJ might go backwards a little bit in terms of scoring, but it hasn't been the case at all. Cody's really just picked up all the work that Latrell would have done and put it onto his back. And even AJ's been flying the last few weeks. Um, I picked him up and he's gone. I've had a rough few weeks on Supercoach, but he's been a shining light. He's had a lot of tries. And this game yet again, it, uh, it looks really good for players like AJ. To answer that question around rain, 30% chance of rain uh, at Cogra on Saturday, a high of just 16 degrees, but otherwise uh, fairly well sunny throughout the afternoon. So uh, fingers crossed the rain stays away there. Uh, Jack DeBellin, probably the talking point from the Dragons. Many would have brought him in looking at that round 13 bye. I think he got Sinbin that week against the Dolphins for a score in the mid-40s. So you would have been disappointed that week. Backs up round 14. A sickening um, head knock last week against Penrith. So he won't play this week. And I guess you've got to ask that question. Would you consider selling him? Uh, there's probably other options there. Tohu Harris, uh, Tarpane if you're not holding. Tino Sumaliawi if you want to go down that path. There's others there, front row, second row, forward eligible. Yeah, you've definitely been unlucky if you got in JDB the last few weeks. As you said there, the Simbining into Dolphins, he got 54. Then 37 54. the other night due to... The- yeah, due to the injury, 37 against Panthers. Mm. Now he's missing this week through HIA. Then he has a bye, and then they have another bye in round 20. So I think there's enough reason there to sell him. 
he's only going to play three of the next six weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate how it's transpired for him. Yeah. Who would you go to if you are getting rid of him? Um, I don't have him, but if I did, I don't know. I like the look of Jermaine Hopgood at the moment. Um, I know 47% of people own him anyway, but I don't. So um, he's someone I'd be flocking to. Okay, we'll hold that chat over till we get to the Eels. They're the last game of the week on uh, Monday. We get Monday afternoon footy this week. Uh, before then, though, Saturday, 5.30 p.m., the Broncos back at Suncorp Stadium against the Knights. Broncos, $1.21, favourites here, topsport.com.au. The Knights, $4.40, outsiders, the line, 12 and a half. Broncos shocked me last week. I thought they'd be flat. Uh, I think I almost declared the Sharks 13+. plus. I didn't use the M word. I went close. Um, lucky I didn't because they, they were embarrassed by just how good the Broncos are. Yeah, that game made me think their actual premiership chances. Um, I mean, they've always been a great attacking team this season, but their defence, their scrambling defence was awesome uh, the other night. So really good. Now they get to come back home against the Knights. It's another game where I think the attacking players like Walsh would be looking at some decent scores, perhaps maybe a vice-captain for him. Yeah, I'm not holding him, but uh, looks a game that sets up nicely for him. And uh, if you are playing the Broncos' backs, Selwyn Cobbo uh, returns for this game as well. You're probably not holding him. You wouldn't go buying him, but uh, just a note to uh, to point out there that he will be back for the Knights. Uh, Tyson Frizzell's back, so uh, Jack Johns makes away. He was the cheapie at one point this season, so... Uh, those desperate for numbers this week. Not that many should be, but uh, Jack Johns most certainly won't be there. Neither will Lockie Miller. I think Lockie Miller has to go down as one of my worst trade-ins in my Supercoach uh, <clears throat> history. I think I got him in, he scored a 40. He sat on the bench in a in a buy-affected week. And now he's been cut. So not my best move there. I think, it, it, obviously it wasn't. And the fact <laughs> he's not even making the 17 now is... Is telling, but I do think you were a little bit unlucky. I think he just hasn't gelled with Kalen Ponga. I, I think the curse of Kalen Ponga continues to strike you, to be honest. His scoring was excellent, and then as soon as Ponga's come back, he was shifted out of the one jersey almost. Uh, and even when he wasn't shifted out of the one jersey, Ponga took a lot of the ball he was getting. Mm. So they just got they got in each other's way, and now Miller's made way from the team. So, yeah, I think just, just unlucky, and Ponga comes back to bite you once more says it with, with a smug smile on his face. Um, <laughs> let's leave that there. Broncos, just to recap how well they are going. $2.50 favourite to win the minor premiership. Topsport.com.au. Uh, $2.50 for a team that hasn't won a minor premiership since 2000. So they're favourites to buck history here. No pun intended there for the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've been diving into that. Um, you've got teams like Panthers and Souths on similar points with a lot more experienced players in their side. But I do think, as I said before, that defence they showed the other night, they're definitely becoming premiership threats. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think I even said to you at the time, uh, the defence, that scramble, I said that's that's premiership winning defence. So um, well done to them. They've turned it around. What was it, 2020 they won the spoon? Now three and a half seasons later, they're, well, two and a half, three and a half seasons later, yeah, they're on the cusp of uh, turning that right around. The Roosters and Panthers here Saturday evening footy, this one at Allianz Stadium. Uh, Roosters outsiders at home, no surprise there, although maybe somewhat surprising because Nathan Cleary won't line up. $1.55 Panthers favourites without 
arguably the best player in the game. Minus four and a half, the Panthers, they give that away. Uh, the Roosters, speaking of outs, they'll be without Joseph Suwali'i. Um, he's been banned for three weeks for dangerous contact, kneeing Reed Marnie into the head. It's, it's unlucky, but I guess it's third time unlucky for Suwali'i, and he now has to sit out. Yeah, he's been a bit of a nightmare on Supercoach this year. I, I haven't held him personally, but I'm sure he would have been quite popular early doors, and he only averages 47. He's had many very low scores, and now he's out for four weeks. So yep. it just hasn't been his year. He's down to 394,000, which is not a price you would expect for someone of his stature. Um, the Roosters, yeah, I don't know. They're not doing it for me, are they? They beat the dogs the other day, but it was far from convincing, you'd have to say. Far from it. Just on Suli'i, he had everything set up for him to suddenly become a real super coach option last week. Uh, retained the goal kicking and looks to retain that, well, would have retained that for... This week and probably three or four more weeks at least. He was moved back to his preferred wing spot. I think he scored a 72 last week. We would have been talking about him as a buy this week if it wasn't for that suspension. Yeah, 78 points. Um, I didn't actually notice that watching it, but you're right. Like The goal kicking was a big factor. Decent little run the next few weeks as well. So it is a pity for those who had him or those who were looking at him. What about Joey Manu? Speaking of Josephs at the Roosters, we've got to talk about Manu. Um, I think hands up, he probably hasn't been the the buy, the player that we were hoping to get when he was moved to 5-8 on Anzac Day against the Dragons. Um, I think he scored well that day and, and hasn't done much since. So the question you got to ask here, is he someone that we look to move on now? Probably his peak price is behind him. It is. I, I, the only reason I would probably... Hold on is because he's going to play against the Knights next week on the bye round, and he's a good chance to probably move back to fullback. You'd imagine with uh, with Teddy not being there, so I think he keep him for that week because that was a big reason to even have him. That week looks like a great score, but you know you're right. Thirty three and forty one, he's passed two scores. Um, it wasn't what we were expecting from Manu. Yeah. Uh, before we move past that name, James Tedesco, uh, mixed week for Teddy. Struggled, probably played his worst origin game on Wednesday night. Comes out and scores uh, a double, nearly a hat-trick on Sunday afternoon. What about the ultimate troll of the New South Wales Blues Twitter account, naming him the New South Wales Player of the Week? I thought that was a little bit in jest from those at uh, NSWRL HQ last week. Yeah, it, was interesting. it got uh, tongues wagging, got a lot of engagement. I guess it's a smart social media play, isn't it? Yeah. Social people like you would know all about that. But um, what about him on Supercoach? Um, he was ordinary all year. His last two scores got 118, two weeks in a row. I think you'd wait till after Origin, but could he be a smoky, a pod almost to come home with? Well, we come back to that line. We said it last year or the year before. You can't play Supercoach without James Tedesco. Well, clearly you can because we haven't been playing with him for, for most of this year. But you're right. I don't know the draw. I think the last four weeks is very, very tempting, um, at least on paper. I think maybe my tune will change. Uh, looking at that again, some of those teams that were mentioned there, their forms have changed. But on paper, at least, that looks a really appealing last month when you want to be holding Teddy. Yeah, just having a brief look now. He does play the last eight weeks straight, so the Roosters have no buyers in that period. Round 26, which is grand final for head-to-head comps, um, they're home to the Tigers. So that could be, obviously, a good score, a circled one in the calendar for Teddy. So, look, I don't know if I'm going to go to him or not, but it's one to look at, perhaps. All right, we'll keep our eyes on James Tedesco 
uh, in the weeks to come. Before then, we head down to Amy Park on Sunday afternoon, just the one game on Sunday uh, because of the Monday fixture. So Melbourne Storm back at home hosting the Cronulla Sharks here. Melbourne $1.55, Sharks $2.45, Outsiders. Uh, probably not a whole heap to talk about here, but we mentioned Dylan Brown. We may as well mention him again here um, at 5 because if you are going to shift Dylan Brown this week, pending the outcomes of whatever happens in court on Wednesday, probably today if you're listening to this uh, after we record late on Tuesday night, are we going to Munster? Because if it's not Munster, it's probably Cody Walker, who many already hold. Or are we shifting Manu up? Speaking of Manu, moving him up to 5 and making use of his dual position. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Or even another one, which I might look at doing, is moving Josh Schuster down to 6. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if I want to get into these Origin players right now, just in the midst, middle of the series. Um. Obviously, Munster will do well in the weeks he's playing, but it's just the weeks he's not there. It's a lot of money to be sitting on the pine. Okay, so you're ruling out Munster. What's What happened to Melbourne last week? Can you put your finger on it? I, I thought they'd win well up in Townsville. I thought they'd enjoy Sunday afternoon footy. They don't play a whole heap of day games the Storm. So to finally get one, um, plenty of Queenslanders in that team, not least Munster himself, and they just, they just flopped. They didn't fire a shot. Oh, they just finished. Not finished, but they're not the team they were. I think it's quite mm. obvious. The defence isn't there anymore. Um, 45 points to the Cows. Yeah, I don't know. This is a big game, I think, for both teams. Probably the biggest game of the weekend. Sharks, once again, show that they struggled against big teams last week and they couldn't beat Brisbane. And the Storm were, were really bad, but they're back at home. I think it's it's like a must-win game for both just to prove to their fans that you know they're still in this this year. So... Just on the Sharks, many of us, most of us will probably sell Nathan Cleary this week. Um, Nico Hines, what are we doing with Nico? Because if he's named in origin, he won't be there around 16. We've seen how dangerous it is for these big names to back up, quick back up after origin, so probably won't be there around 17. Sharks, I think they even have a buy around 17 anyway, don't they? Yeah, um... Well, I've rolled a dice the last few weeks. I got rid of Hines for Moses, and it didn't work at all. Hines, even when he plays poorly, still gets 90 points. So it's hard to not own him. I'm getting him back this week. I know that's it sounds silly, given that he won't be there next week and then they have a bye, but I just think it's a trade I'm going to have to make anyway. I just, I'd rather get him now. Um, he plays the last 10 weeks straight, pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back in my team eventually. I'll just get him back this week. He'll probably go big against Melbourne as well. It's too hard to play Supercoach without Hines, to be honest with you. Yeah, not it's not a good watch. Uh, I thought 75 was probably fair for him last week, and how we got to 90, I, I don't know. Uh, speaking of Sharks, before we round out this game, I want to talk about Britton Nicola. Um, I, I said this on the SC Playbook podcast last week, that he was an option that you have to start considering 69 last week in a badly beaten team without a try. He's still just 10% owned. We start talking of gun status at 2RF. There's plenty of names out there at second row that you can go to, but Nikola is not going to let you down. I'll, I'll say that. No, definitely not. Um, Sharks players in general at the moment are probably really good buyers, I would say. Um, 13 games left this year. They're going to play 12 of them. 13 mm-hmm. rounds left this year. They're going to play 12 of them. The only week they're missing is round 17. They're playing the two big buy rounds in 16 and 19. 
There's so many reasons to buy Sharks players. And Nicker is right up the top. He runs that great line off Hines for the rest of the year. Mm. He's been unlucky not to go over the last few weeks, to be honest. Um, he's due to score again. So, yeah. yeah, I think, although I don't think I'm going to him this week, I think he's a big, he's a big reasons too, that's for sure. Yeah, five-round average of 67 without any tries in that time. Uh, for Nicola, um, I think I mentioned Molotalo last week as well. He was probably unlucky. If he has a day out last week, which he was very close to having, he, he could have scored 100 himself. He bombed a try assist back on the inside. A couple of line breaks. He dropped a, a dead set sitter of a kick from Moylan to that corner. He catches that. He scores without fuss. So, look, not his night last week, Ronaldo, but many would have went to him last week. Hold him. Persist. Uh, the good times will come. Okay, rounding this out, Monday afternoon footy, a core stadium, the venue, the Bulldogs and Eels. Um, look, there's probably not too much more to say here than than what we're doing around Dylan Brown. Dollar thirty nine the Eels, so favourites to win this game. That number, that that price will certainly change if Dylan Brown isn't to be lining up. He is named to at this stage. Yep, a lot a lot of eyes will be on that. I think tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll know. I'm pretty sure he's doing court again. And we'll find out a bit more about what is happening. And then I will have to make a decision sooner or later because he was named today, obviously. But they haven't actually made a final decision in the NRL on if he's going to be stood down or not. If he isn't stood down, oh, I've got him at the moment. I'm happy to keep him. Uh, if he is stood down, yeah, like I said, I might look at moving someone like a Josh Schuster down to six and getting in a, a second row. Um, mm -hmm. What's your position at the moment? I actually traded Brown out Sunday afternoon when I heard the news. So I'd already traded out Phoenix Crossland, who plays this week and plays 16 Crossland. So I was like, look, if I'm being without Brown, I sort of made a decision on the case that it's such a... Even though it doesn't carry the penalty of what is required for the no-fault stand-down, the NRL, I can't imagine they're going to have a guy out there running around with five counts of sexual touching. Um... Minto Oztag may be a different story. The NRL will not allow that. Um, but in saying that, like, what is what is doing Dylan Brown? He, why is he out on a bye week? I know he's a young bloke, got to enjoy himself, but... <sighs> Talk about throwing a, a curveball at not only us, the supercoaches, but his club as well. Yeah, his club is just coming good, really. Um, they've got a great back end to the year in terms of fixtures, and they're just coming off some good wins as well. So it is not the great timing for the club. Hopefully... For everyone involved, really, it's it's nothing too sinister. And he can get, he can still take the field and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things you can't plan for that. Eels can't plan for that. We can't plan for that. Like we said tonight, we we'll just have to go and ride with it. If he is named, are you going to look at getting him back in or no? No, I think I just have to ride with with what I've got. It would be a waste. I know he plays that bye week. If he plays the bye week, maybe sixteen, I get him back. Because I don't know, I'd rather wait. Who knows what happens in that in the next week? Yeah, it's just we have to be fluid. Speaking of the Eels halves, though, Moses at halfback again. If you're not holding him, which you're actually, I think you're planning. Are you planning to sell Moses back to Hines this week, or what are you doing there? No, so I've sold Cleary back to Hines. I've Sorry, had yeah. Moses for a while. Um, Eels, as we've probably said a few times, they're the only team to play 13, 16, and 19. All the buyers, so. Mm -hmm. I am quite heavily invested in them at the moment. Um, so I'm happy with Moses, how he's going. Even players like 
Gutho and Hop, Hopgood, a lot of people do own, but Gutho is another one which mm. you could definitely make a case for at the moment given the fixtures he is playing and he's a pretty consistent scorer. I'll certainly make a case for Gutho. Uh, very quickly, Matt Burton, what about him at halfback? Could you go Cleary to Burton even? Um, Goal-kicking halfback there, maybe besides um, Hines and Moses. They're pretty rare otherwise. Burton, the team's on his back. When the Bulldogs are doing well, he has to be the, the focal point of their attack. Yeah, and he's also another one that's playing the next two buy rounds as well. So good coverage out of Matty Burton. Will he be in origin though? I feel like that's a big consideration because, you know, with no Cleary, it does open a door for a playmaker. He was he was in the 18th man, I think, in game mm. one. So he's definitely thereabouts. Do you have any... Is he the perfect, guess, guess? Is he the perfect Jack White in replacement? He's probably the closest thing to Jack White that New South Wales has. He can play centre, can play six. At, at a pinch, you could throw him in on, the, on an edge in the back row, like... Got that big body, uh, yeah. kicks goals as well. Yeah. If if anything happens to one of the goal kickers, I got a feeling Burton will be their game too. At minimum, eighteenth man, and we saw the eighteenth man didn't play club footy that week. So even with Latrell at the moment hasn't played for a while and he's not named this week, that could be another thing for New South Wales to consider. And Burton can definitely play left centre. So yeah, watch this space with Burton. I I'd just be a bit scared he's going to be in Origin. Yeah, not for me. Not for me this week, Matt Burton. All right, Tommy, we're going to have a quick break. The other side, we're going to do our trading places. We'll run through our moves for this week and answer a couple of your questions as well. I'm sure there's a couple uh, to get through tonight. Are you suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. That number on your screen, 1-800-858-858. The website, gamblinghelponline.org.au. What are you really gambling with, Tommy Hudson? All right, let's have a look, though, at... Well, (laughs) what are you laughing for? You put it straight on me. What What are you really gambling with? Yeah, what are you? (laughs) All right, um, let's have a look here. (laughs) <laughs> at uh, our futures markets. This is where we check in with the futures markets and maybe a bit of movement here this week. Penrith wound out 20 cents from $3.50 to $3.70 on the back of that clearing news. Because it probably doesn't have too much of an impact, does it? Pending, it's you know it's a six-week injury at this stage. We assume that they're still going to make the top four and from there, there's still every chance of winning the premiership. Could it in a roundabout way help them win the comp? The timing of this injury... It means he doesn't have to go through the grueling Origin series. He might be more fit for the back end of the year for the Panthers. Well, we saw this the last two years in different circumstances. He did his shoulder in Origin the 20, 2021. I think he did his shoulder. Uh, he missed six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it was. You come back, they win the comp. Uh, 2022, he was suspended for that spear tackle um, at Parramatta. Again, six weeks out or whatever it was, he comes back, they win the comp. So it's just, it's funny how these things happen um, third time around. So again, very similar. Uh, he'll spend six weeks on the sideline there. Um, talking of minor premiers, we mentioned the Broncos before. Penrith right in that conversation as well. 
The Rabbitohs for mine, they're the value. $4, they still have three buys to come. Yeah, they do. And even though they haven't been convincing lately, I think they are missing Latrell and Cam Murray, I guess, is a bit of an out the next couple of weeks. But I agree, they're probably some value. I thought Parramatta at 19 were value, but I do want to see what happens with Dylan Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, Parramatta have beaten South and Penrith this year so far. So they have shown a couple of times that they can match it with the two best sides or the two most favoured sides. So I think they are probably a bit of a dark horse. Okay, anything else here you like from a futures markets perspective? A fun one that, to look at that we don't often talk about, the top points scorer. Who would have picked this at the start of the year? Jermaine Asako, $2.50 favourites from the Dolphins. Um, there's, some, there's some good markets here, some good value around Nick Meany of this Melbourne Storm, goal-kicking, uh, try-scoring option as well. And Mitchell Moses, you know, the Eels, if they can come good, that he's never going to be too far away. Yeah, I haven't had a great look at it. I mean, Johnson would have been flying up lately, I'd imagine, with getting back. They seem to be going back left again, mm-hmm. the South Sydney Rebels. They're going right early in the year, but Johnson's cashing in on the left. I would have picked Ruben Garrett before a ball was kicked, but he's out to $67, so I'm assuming he's on the way off the lead. Yeah. Um, again, you can check all these markets out, topsport.com.au. That's where you'll find these. Tommy, let's do this. Our trading places around 15, heading into round 15. Obviously, some of these, not only with this week in mind, but uh, the next couple of weeks. Run us through your moves for this week. Yeah, two moves this week. Um, forced moves, really. Cleary, I pretty much had to pick between him and Hines a few weeks ago, and I picked Cleary, but... Probably, as it turns out, it was the wrong way to go with the injury. So I'm just reversing that basically back to Hines. Um, as I said, he's not there next week, nor round 17. So it is a little bit, I guess, it's a query as to why I'm doing it this week. But I just I can't sit here and watch him play again on Sunday and not have him. I'll probably captain him as well against the Storm. Even though it is against Melbourne, Hines just proves that he can score big every week. He's averaging 99 through a lot of games. So. Wow. He's just a bit of a freak on Supercoach. I know we call him a bit of a, a unicorn when it comes to just getting miracle points. I kind of see that, so I'd rather be with him than against him. Um, and my other trade is Fafita out for Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, spoke about it earlier. Fafita only playing twice in the next five weeks at most. Mm-hmm. Hopgood's playing week four games at Back on the Hopgood train after a few weeks off him. So recapping those moves there, that leaves you with 17 trades remaining, uh, one trade boost remaining, that's important, uh, and plenty of cash in the bank as well, $261,400 to go with it. So even if you say Moses falls off a cliff in six weeks' time, it's a, it's a you should have enough money there to go back to Cleary when the time's right. Yeah, I guess Cleary is definitely, he'll be straight back in, uh, all things being equal when he's back, uh, maybe even Dave Fafita, I might look to get him back in as well because I think his ceiling is far greater than any other two are in the game. How are you this week? Uh, my moves this week, I'm looking at, uh, again, a force move with Nathan Cleary out to Nico Meany for mine. Um, I think he's just... I sat here last week, this same time last week, and I just said, no, not for me, not Nick Meany, but I think I just have to get over the fact that his name is Nico Meany because he's playing that Pappenhausen role. Uh, he's scoring tries. He's doing it off his own boot. That chip chase last week was um, something we haven't seen from him before. So scoring in new ways, kicking goals. Uh, Melbourne, I think I don't have many Melbourne assets. I, I want to start to be playing with some of them ahead of round 
16. They play the West Tigers, so uh, Nick Meany, good option there. Lockie Miller, again, almost a forced move. I'm going to Clint Gutherson, uh, round 16, round 19 in mind. And I think the uh, the Eels, they've got a great, um, beyond those major buy rounds, I think this Gutho, you'd be happy to hold him for as long as you can. Uh, last move here. Now, this isn't necessarily a, a move that I've needed to make, but it just really shores up my front row, second row options. And that is Davi Moale out uh, to Tino Fa'asumaliawi. Now, look, it's it's a little bit of a curious one because Tino obviously plays Origin, we assume. I'm hoping he gets through that unscathed. But I want him this week against the Tigers. Um, he plays Origin. He may not back up round 17. But from that point, the Titans, their buys are done. So he's a season-long keeper. That gives me front-row forward options of uh, Tino, uh, Tohu Harris, uh, Joey Tarpane as well. So three big guns there up front that will do a job when one or, or a couple of them can't play for different reasons. So um, that's the last of my boost, as it is. 15 trades remaining after these three, 90,000 in the bank. So... It's a bold move. There's still plenty of time uh, left in the season to only have 15 trades and no boosts, but uh, that's the that's the way I'm heading at this point. I like the trade-ins for sure. I think all three of those guys, like you said, you're hoping to keep for the rest of the year. Um, Meany and Gutho both have great coverage the next few weeks and barely have any buyers the rest of the year. Same as Tino. Obviously, mm. hopefully he gets through Origin unscathed. You, you will miss him for one or two weeks there, but... I think all things being equal, um, it's, a, it's a good trade-in. Um, I guess you kind of answered your own problem there. Um, 15 trades left and no boosts. Yeah. After this week, there's still 12 rounds to go. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you've obviously done the maths and you've weighed it up. You think it's long enough to last without a boost? I just look at my team and I think there's... Who else besides the ones I have do I not... Do I not have at the moment that I will want? The obvious one's Cleary. And besides that, maybe it's Dylan Brown back. And then, you know, I never say that the team's finished, but it's pretty close. Um, even if I had to do two for, like, you know, a two for one trade and enough out to get those guys back in, still 11 there. Um, you know, there's 11 weeks after that. So I don't know. I was sort of having a look at it. I don't think that last boost on that last weekend of Origin is going to be that important. I sat here and looked at it the whole season and I said I wanted to boost in around 20 or 21, but there's not a whole heap of Origin players out there that I don't have that I want back is, is sort of where I'm getting to. Yeah, if you think... I guess the only issue now for you is just praying there's not many injuries and suspensions because, yeah. like, you're probably right. If If things go well and as you're expecting them to... It may be enough trades, and you probably don't need that extra boost. But I mean, if if one thing goes wrong, it could be a bit of an issue. But how do you know? You can't plan for everything, can you? No. So my team, as it is, and we will update our final teams on our Instagram on Thursday before kickoff in the Titans and the Tigers. But my one to seventeen, as it is, uh, one to thirteen. Let's go one to thirteen, and then we'll do the reserves. Uh, fullback, Jermaine Asako, center wing options, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo, Greg Marju, Nico Meany, and Ruben Garrick. 5'8", Cody Walker. Halfback and captain at this stage is Nico Hines. Uh, Cody Walker, my vice-captain. 
Second row forwards, Britton Nicola, Jermaine Hopgood, Tohu Harris. Front rowers of Tino for Asumaliawi and Joey Tarpanay. Uh, hooker, Damian Cook. Now my reserves, as it is at the moment. Uh, Connolly Lemuelu, Josh Schuster, Joey Manu at 5'8", and Clint Gutherson at fullback. So, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with that team this week. Who was your vice-captain? Sorry, I know your captain was Hines. But... Uh, Cody, against the Dragons on Saturday. So, Cody, if he goes large, yeah. um, I'm sure I can find a way to uh, loop loop that. Loop him this week. Not yes. like last week. <laughs> I won't not um, loop Cody this week if he gets 100. Yeah, uh, I'll go through mine now. So I've got Walsh at the back. He's my vice-captain for now against the Knights, but could look at other options. Not sure yet. Uh, Farnworth, Stafford Toa, Johnston, and Ruben Garrick. So a lot of attack there. Cody Walker and Nico Hines in the halves. I've got Nico captain as well. Mm-hmm. It is a hard game against the Storm, but as we said, he can find points from anywhere. Uh, Hopgood, Preston, and Hosking in the 2RF. Horsburgh and Welch. Welch just hangs around like a bad smell. Yeah. And Damien Cook at hooker. And my four reserves this week are Schuster, Moses, Dylan Brown if he's there, and Will Kennedy. Good. Good team. You happy with that one? I am. Um, as we've said a few times, you know, Dylan Brown's news will be pivotal. If he's out for a few weeks... I might have to change my trades and get rid of him instead of David Fafita, but hopefully he's good to go. Yeah, fingers crossed for holders still that uh, the news is good for Dylan Brown. And uh, again, we reserve all of our judgments there. Let's go to the listeners' Q&A to round this out. And uh, hopefully, I'm sure there is a couple here that uh, we will get to. There's plenty. All right, first one from Jetto. He's got a couple here. His first one... That's quite an easy answer, I think. Are we selling Nathan Cleary? Uh, as we just both pointed out, we we are. Yeah, six weeks is too long to, to wait for him to come back. Got to get rid of him. Second one here for Jetto says, is Turbo ready to explode at Brookvale? Every chance to this week. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Yeah, what score do you think he'll get? Oh, I'm going to go 115. Nah. You're under 100. Not that high? Under 100. Wow, wow. Not not to say he won't, but I just think, I don't know, Dolphins. How can I bet against my Dolphins? <laughs> Daniel Heath, uh, Heath Bell Property. Is it too late to hop on Asako if Brown is out? Um, so via the duels, probably moving Manu up and getting in Asako at center wing. I'm going to say no, because I think you can keep Asako the rest of the season. Yeah, look, I agree. Asako's probably been... My worst player that I haven't had this year. I haven't had him once, and he's been so good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it's too late either. I think you're right. Uh, good coverage for us the year. A couple of questions here from Nipper Simpson. Uh, he says, Cleary to Moses, and if we are going that path, would you even consider Moses as a captain this week? Uh, yeah, Cleary to Moses looks good to me. I think it would be a very popular trade. And captain, it would be a good pod move. I mean... Not many people do that, but it could. It has potential because he goal kicks and he's a pretty dominant playmaker. Playing the Bulldogs this week, I think from memory, this was the game last year where we thought Eels would win by 30 and they got pumped. This was the day that Karaz announced himself last year as a, as a real super coach option. Uh, Karaz back this week. We failed to mention that in the Bulldogs-Eels preview. 
Uh, Westy Bro says here, David Feeder, David Fafita out to John Bateman or Keon Kalomatangi? Uh, I don't mind Bateman there because they play around 16 and 19, the Tigers. Um, so it might be decent coverage for the rest of the season. Any love for Keon? Playing South, that right side, inside Campbell Graham. The only option is, sorry, the only, not option, but the only the point of consideration is pre-Origin, pre-Game 1, pre-his injury, he was in every Origin team that anyone had ever wanted to trot out. So mm-hmm. Frizzell was very good on that right-hand side for New South Wales, but I don't think he's a, a sure thing to hold that spot if Kalamatangi's fit. They've still got three buys at South to come this year. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a consideration to have for some of these South players who aren't the Cody's and the Trills of the world. It's just a big, especially around 26, they're not playing. So it's a big round. Uh, that answers Cameron Chambry's question around Keon Kalamatangi. Goodbye this week. Maybe, look, in isolation this week, yeah, probably he is. But consider more than just this week with your trades. Uh, Nipper Simpson says here, Hey, boys, did your ranking take a huge hit after captaining Cleary? Tell you what, man, this guy is on me. As soon as I do something wrong, he's in the DMs. Uh, first one to let me know about it. I love it. Um, Nipper Simpson, look, probably a good, good thing. We, we've taken 58 minutes here to get to our rankings. Do we want to do we want to recap our rankings from last week? I was hopeful to avoid it, but... <laughs> I was wondering when it was coming. Now's the but time. Mine's terrible. I'm down to top 6%. I'm 9777, barely in the top 10,000. It's been... It's been a horrible month. Um, last week, I only got 1,022, which was part, mostly down to Cleary, obviously, captain. But mm. most people captain him, so wasn't even too sad about it because a lot of the game did. How are you going? Uh, last week, you actually tipped me out. I only got 950, so that was a shocking score. Um, even if I looped Cody, it probably was going to be um, you know, just over 1,000, so not a great score. Season rank, 2,200. And 12, I lost 1,266 ranks last week alone. So a massive red arrow for me. Uh, top 1% overall, though. So the overall score, 16,038. Uh, yeah, so not, not the best week last week. Thank you for asking, Nipper. Um, what else we got here? Tyler Dolnick says, uh, we'll leave that one. Uh, Tyler Quinn 6 says, who to trade in for Miller? Uh, I'm going Gutho or Meany via the duels, depending on which way or where you're playing Miller, but Gutho or Meany for mine there. Yeah, I like both. Is it is it too hard to get to a psycho from Miller? How far has Miller fallen in price? Is it fallen I think he was 615, 615, so yeah. Sarko, he's flying. Uh, we'll have a look here. Sarko's 791, so it's, yeah, it's a yeah, fair It's challenge. almost 200k between, yeah. Um, I, I like what you said about Meany, to be honest, if there's similar price bracket. You have to get rid of Miller, unfortunately. Maybe if you're not holding him, what about Greg Marju? Just 18% of teams, again, you, you can tap into that Knights flavor. You get a try scorer, but you get someone who works as well. Um, last time out, Marju scored 138, so that price is only going to continue to go up. I think Marju... Aside Meany and Gutho, goodbye this week. And you could happily hold him, I feel, rest of the year. Yeah, I don't hate Mazu at all. Only tricky thing for him, maybe Broncos, Roosters, Penrith next three. But he has decent base anyway, so he may score okay. 
Okay, Jai Christie says, Simonson hasn't been a bad pod and should be considered. Uh, he's played well, I feel, since he's moved to left centre. How did he go last week, Simonson? He also had the bye, so he didn't play. pretty well. Yeah, he had a yeah, bye. Yeah, um, but prior to that, he had been scoring well. And Look, I haven't looked at him, to be honest, but as we said before, the Eels players, they're all playing around 16 and 19. Mm-hmm. So they definitely, you can make a case for most of them, and he's in form. There's probably better pods, though. Like, I get the idea of getting someone different to the rest of the pack, but is that really someone that you want to be looking at? Like, again, let me just recap my center wing options this week, and not, you know, throwing around uh, myself as the pinnacle of Supercoach, but Meany, Garrick, um, Marju, Joey Manu, Asako, um, even via the jewels, Connolly Lemuelu probably averages more than Bailey Simonson. Like, there's a whole heap of names there that probably you don't need to risk going to Simonson for. Yeah, and he's 518k. It's not like he's mega cheap. So, yep. I'm probably saying no, but I don't think it's the worst shout I've seen. Okay. Um, Shanley1911. Who are the must have 5.8s to end the season? Great question. Is Dylan Brown one of them, or can we only answer this question tomorrow? Maybe we take Brown of it. Brown aside, who are the two you want? Yeah, well, I would have said Brown Walker. Um, Walker, I think this year he's he's just gone back to that form we knew he had a few years ago on Supercoach. Um, mm-hmm. He was probably the best 5 in the game. So even despite the fact South have a lot of buyers, I still want Walker. Could you look at Munster maybe post-Origin, perhaps? I don't think the Storm, I don't think they have another buy after Origin. So you no. might get a good run out of him. Yeah, and I don't think they're in a position to be able to rest him this year either. They're not playing that well. They're not going to be a top four certainty. So Munster, yeah. in years gone by where they may have rested him after an origin, they're probably not going to get him get that out of him this year. And what about Phoenix Crossland? Do you want to talk about Phoenix? <laughs> he surprised me. I think he got 78 last start. He did score a try, but he's named in the nine this week. So I know you won't ask me that question seriously, but I gave you a serious answer anyway. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Okay, uh, two more here before we wrap this up. Nolan Clark, is Manu a sell with his high break even and recent scores? I'm going to say no, but that's the only thing keeping him there is his dual position status and the fact that I'm going to need him next week when Souths are on the bye and I'm going to need him playing 5-8 because I don't have Dylan Brown. Yeah, you can't sell him at the moment. If you've had him, yes, you just got to lick your wounds and wait till next week when he's full back against Newcastle and hope he goes big. Okay, last one here. And, Tommy, you can probably answer this because you don't have him. From Kato C, is Asako worth the price tag? Now, in the sense that, is he worth it? Obviously, he's worth it because the, the prices are based off their performance. But maybe change the wording of this question. Would you buy Asako this week knowing that there's buyers on the horizon, and the Dolphins, we think that perhaps they're starting to wane. Again, no pun intended. The, the wheels are going to fall off. Maybe. Um, I think I'd wait another two weeks. Tough game this week away to Manly, then a bye. Then they played the last 11 out of 12 games or thereabouts. Um, yep. His scoring is hard to argue with. Five scores over 100. Another one of 97 been an amazing year from him um so he's probably someone I'm, i want to finish with if i can get to him yeah certainly okay stay tuned for our teams as we say in the lead up to kickoff at supergoats 365 tommy what are you looking forward to most this weekend 
Alucroca 300 for the Raiders fan is big and I need some green arrows, so green win and green arrows, please. Fingers crossed for both for you. Fingers crossed no more injuries this week. Fingers crossed for everything, really. See you next week.